Welcome to the Thoughtful Dead Podcast. It's a show co-hosted by Wesley Chance and Joe Worthy, who want to show a new view of fatherhood, the Thoughtful Dad. The paradigm of current and past eras have shown dads as background performers in their children's lives. We seek to change that and introduce a space where dads can be thoughtful and intentional about their role in their child's life. Me and Wesley will weave liberal arts, leadership, current events, and personal storytelling into content that appeals to the modern dad and gives them a listening experience that hopefully helps them in their fatherhood journey. Hey folks, welcome to the Thoughtful Dad Podcast. I am Joe. I'm Wesley. And we again have some special guests with us. We do. This one is William on my end. Maybe you can hear him. And we have eight-day-old little JoJo. A very special guest today. Very special guest. His very first podcast. (laughs) Maybe you can hear him too. His little cute little newborn coos. Yeah, he is a cutie. And you guys named him Joe. Is he the third? He's, yes, JW3. The third. Okay. Yes. Um, Did you go by JoJo when you were little, little? I did. (laughs) I went by Joey or JoJo. And you know that in the Northwest here, JoJo's are a potato wedge. Oh, really? Did you know that? Yes. Yes. JoJo fries. Yep. Yep. JoJo fries. And I went by Joey, a baby kangaroo. Oh, yeah. So I was just telling the um, in-laws that... uh, you know, my friends call me Jojo. My sisters call me Joey. Therefore, my nieces and nephews call me Uncle Joey. Right. And as they get older, though, they call me Uncle Joe. Um, my my buddies, friends, whatever, call me Joe. Um, and my mom calls me Joseph. So <laughs> I go by um, several names. So now, but every- never Junior, right? Never junior. No. Right. It's there, um, yeah. but it doesn't get spoken. Yeah. Lil Joe. Lil Joe. Yeah. So hmm. I was always called Lil Joe, but never um, Joe Junior. And, so. and was there much discussion on this name, or was it sort of like understood that if there's a boy, he's getting the third? Well, it was. There wasn't. There, there was a little bit of discussion. Mel assumed that it was going to be Joe. Um, I wasn't too settled on that. Um, but what ended up happening was when we were in California, um, I was talking with uh, Mel's childhood friend, Novi, and um, she had mentioned that uh, like he can be called Joe, but you can like give him a nickname. So we would do like Tony because my other name is Antonio. So that's what we're going to do. And Jojo might be getting hurt. I like that. That middle name comes in handy sometimes. Yeah, it does. A lot of times it becomes the carrier for a family name. Mm -hmm. You know? William's just singing his old McDonald here. (laughs) Talk about a kangaroo. (laughs) He's hopping away. Uh, so yesterday we had a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's having flashbacks because it was at the trampoline park. You know, like one of those ones where they have a whole setup of trampolines on trampolines on trampolines. Oh, and yeah. you can jump from one to the other. Mm-hmm. And all the metal parts. Thank you. All the metal parts get covered with like soft padding. Um, so... The only way you can hurt yourself basically is like jumping right into somebody else or getting jumped on by somebody else. Uh, yeah. No injuries, fortunately, this time. Uh, <laughs> we we spent a lot of time um, in the like bouncy castle portion mm-hmm. where you can go up a huge inflatable like corner of it is just like a tower and then you come down the slide on the other end. Um, and William was like pretty entranced by these older kids who were running around playing it looked like they were playing tag mm-hmm. uh and they were like running away from either a uncle or a dad or somebody who was really getting into it like going for <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> um 
and so they tackled him a few times too. But um, you know the the beautiful thing about that is like you can grow up. I think like I did um, playing a lot of video games where you like run around and jump and stuff. Yeah, and then um, you can like. I don't know. I never got to experience the thrill of the trampoline park as a kid. Like that's not a thing I ever did. Um, but then you get like this second, this second wind. Yeah. Um, where like now suddenly I can, I can play these video games again. I can, you know, go run around, chase him around the, uh, the park. Yeah. And then you are on to your second, second wind. Right, like you get to do it again, again. At this yes. Point. Yeah. Um, and so, as you're thinking about like having a boy, right, like all the kinds of play and all the all the talks and all the all that stuff, has you has it been, has anything been different so far, or is it just like just round two? Yeah, I think um, mainly it's been, you know. Um, more of the same i think um i mean obviously there's there there have been thoughts about like what does it mean to have a little boy right um i think the biggest part um for me is actually something interesting because we were talking about this um earlier today um with jojo's uh, maternal grandparents um but this has always sort of been a a, a, a little thing about like what the kids wear or don't wear, you know? Um, and we put both of them, so more of the same. So both Shelly and now, you know, Jojo are in gender neutral like clothes, you know? Like, <laughs> and they are, um, you know, just, you know, like sort of doing those things. But some of the, one of the things that um like came up with sort of like this gender neutrality piece um is not explicitly what is he gonna wear but like sort of the conversation around like you know like what the kids wear and i pointed out that shelly and the clothes that she was wearing she's like absolutely fine and she can wear those clothes and be fine and jojo can wear those clothes and be fine but what the harder thing for boys is, is that if they choose to wear like a dress or something like that, <laughs> then, um, you know, there starts to be maybe like, quote unquote, a problem, you know, like in the culture. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was something that was interesting because <clears throat> I have a friend. Um, we both know this person. I think you, well, you've met this person before, but like, I don't know if they want to like on our podcast, but you know, uh, their kid wears dresses and, um, they're about like a year older than, than Shelly, uh, but was assigned, uh, male at birth. Right. Um, and it was, you know, like, so like that question came up and, you know, like <clears throat> thinking about stuff like that, like Shelly, she can wear whatever she wants, right? Yeah. Um, Jojo can't, so to speak. You know what I mean? Or he can, but you know, but like it raises whole, more eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole when a boy wears a dress than when a girl wears pants. <laughs> yeah. And that's not right. always the way it's been though, right? There was a time right. when a girl wearing pants was like, what are you doing, right? And right. so maybe we're just at that at that turning point where it's like anybody just wears whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there were some things like boys, having a boy is more complicated. And you probably don't know the difference, obviously, because you have a boy, but like the circumcision. That is tricky. Um, which is tr- tricky and also just like more culturally accepted here. Like it's a cultural norm. It's like not even a question, right? Right. Um. And that makes the first sort of like five days a little tougher. Um, you have to wait in the hospital a little longer because they wait to get it done, right? And then also you have to um, take care of it after because they just cut off like a, I mean, for the size of the kid, a pretty significant amount of skin. Mm-hmm. Um in that area and so like you don't just change the diaper but you have to like put all sorts of like petroleum jelly and all and all this stuff over there so it doesn't stick to the um diaper 
And so like having boys from the start is a little bit more complicated, you know, like with Shelly, it was pretty easy. It was pretty like touch and go. Um, but with Jojo, uh, we had to do the whole circumcision thing. And I oh, yeah, think that's... Jojo, buddy, I don't got what you're looking for. He, so. <laughs> he heard you guys talking or hear us talking about him and he's thinking back to some traumatic experiences from the past yeah. few days yeah i don't i don't got what you're looking for so we're going to take a short commercial break <laughs> all right I'm gonna, we, I'm gonna get him what he needs give me yeah back from our commercial break we are back uh and, thanks for that our sponsors uh make that possible um it's almost time to think about having family over. So you've already got Mel's folks in town. Yeah. And that's – was that planned before the baby? They were going to be here for Thanksgiving anyway or they just – they lined up nicely so – Yeah, I think it lined up nicely with the baby. So um, everyone was um, trying to plan everything. So that's why they're here now. And <clears throat> it just so happens to fall – um, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so this will be, I think their first Thanksgiving. Okay. Here with, um, our family. And I know, you know, Wesley, that Thanksgiving in my family is a very big deal. There's a lot, a, a lot going on with Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. in the, the worthy family home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's going to be fun. How are you guys going to do that this year? Well, the thing is, is that um, we're actually going to be hosting the Thanksgiving. Um, I think that sort of comes with the territory of, mm-hmm. sort of, like we talked about before, like having a big house. But also, um, after, like we thought maybe we shouldn't, but then also we thought like this might make things easier. Having everybody around to help. Yeah. And then also like if people need to get if people need to get sleep if the baby needs to sleep there's a dedicated space for the baby to sleep there's a dedicated space for mel to do her nursing and do all that um and and also like you know thanksgiving and my family is um very i guess democratic in that like each person or each one of the aunties is in charge of a specific dish and it sort of like all comes together in this into this huge meal right right and so um you know the only thing that we have to do is the turkey and then other than that like we're completely fine so there's like nothing else to do with that so it's pretty good i think a pretty good deal and plus you know mel's parents are going to be here um and yeah i think it, it's just gonna be like easier altogether. Uh-huh. and then mel can stick to her schedule and go to bed a little earlier right um and we won't have to like cart all the kids around and stuff like that so we'll just be you know here staying put so it's gonna be pretty fun i think mm-hmm. it's gonna be a pretty good um a pretty good a pretty good time so the the fun part is gonna be sort of like both, you know, like um, Mel's family and my family, it, you know, not obviously not the entirety of Mel's family, but like together, you know, right. like on this Thanksgiving, which is like the most important holiday, I think, for my family, right, mm-hmm. is Thanksgiving. So, um, and we love guests. You know that, Wesley. Like, I remember. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So, have, have I been to two Thanksgiving? Because I was at one at your mom's house. And then we came back for another one at your house. It's been multiple Which Thanksgivings one? now. Because we drove over from Boston. Yes. To go to one. And then. And I lost my glasses. And you were like. Highway. Yeah. <laughs> You're blind. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't matter. That's probably the least important sense, honestly, during Thanksgiving. Right. Vision, <laughs> like, not that important. And then, and then um, Stephanie and I came back for. A recent one, just a few years ago, before kids, but oh, not that far before. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We showed up like late, and you guys had already like most people were like in a coma at that point from eating. Yeah, I, <laughs> yep, we yep, showed yep, up. Yep, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, and we watched the Babadook 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> I remember that. Told, told the kids it was real. Yeah, and we scared uh, the shit out of the kids. They <laughs> believed us. <laughs> yep. Like, they tried not to believe us, but they couldn't help believing us a little bit. I know. I know. <laughs> um, and I'm, I imagine there was some football involved. I kind of blocked that part out, probably. Of course, Wesley, you know the Dallas Cowboys were on. And it's and it's fun because, like, no one wants to watch it, but everyone wants to watch it. You keep getting, you know? getting pulled back into it. <laughs> so no one was – everyone's like, oh, the Cowboys, right? But then everyone's sort of trying to root for them to lose. And, and of course, I'm always sitting there basking in my glory. Well, yeah, you're on your home field advantage. Yeah, another <laughs> Thanksgiving football game. So, um, so yeah, so that that's always fun. What are your What are your plans for Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh, here. Oh, sorry. Um, we've got Steph's folks coming over. Ah, oh, boy. Yeah, I just I just don't know how it's gonna work because there's a lot of us cooking stuff is what it ends up being here. Um, and I think we've got a turkey and a lot of other possible dishes, but nothing really firmed up yet. Um, so sometimes uh, it's just us. And then the past few years, uh, Corey and Danielle have made it over. That's Steph's sister and her mom. I think this year we're having a bigger one, though. I think we've got possibly a few more guests on the way. Um, obviously we got to coordinate a little bit here so that everyone feels like they're contributing. I think that's an important part of this mm-hmm. um, where like, I don't know, we don't have like a strong tradition about Thanksgiving. Hi. So we're trying to sort of um, make it up as we go so far. Um, like people don't know exactly what to expect. I think is part of the, the trick with that, um, and in years past, we've had enough people that, like, now that there's kids here, we'd have to do, like, the whole, um, like, you know, separate, separate out some spaces for people to be at, mm-hmm. um, separate the, the tables and things like that, um, where before we've always been able to just kind of, like, gather in one, one spot, one room. Um, we really don't have the TV going, like, I don't know if, um, people people might miss it honestly um but like as i as i've made clear i'm pretty anti football on thanksgiving i'm not about that um if if there were more kids who are big enough i think we would play outside probably like get a football out and throw it around or something Mm -hmm. that's something i envision happening down the line but not yet right now there's um you know williams toys taking over most of the house um that's like the main entertainment that we've got right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we'll probably end up putting him in daycare the day before Thanksgiving so that we can do all of our cooking and prep and stuff. And then hopefully the day of won't be too much going on because we'll have everything kind of prepared at that point. Yeah. Uh, but the the level of coordination to like get everyone to bring something in particular or like to know that they're expected to bring something, that's a little bit beyond me at this point. I'm We're, we're like, already behind the eight ball a little bit so um yeah that level of like coordinating and communicating it's asking a bit much this year maybe another year we'll get it together we shall see uh but we've all been like ah gosh we've all been sick again and so we're still recovering i think we're mostly better like i don't think we're gonna infect anybody at thanksgiving dinner but i just feel like there's this like wave of stuff that we need to do <laughs> we're just like just skimming along right in front of it as it's like crashing down on us like we're coming into thanksgiving and then it's christmas and then it's another year and i don't know how it's like the end of november already it's crazy, yeah. it's, crazy. Yeah, it's going fast and we well, don't even have a new baby <laughs> i know well speaking of new baby i gotta go get new baby all right. I think he's actually done now. So be right back. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> On call. Situation of it. I feel like there's something else to this year's Thanksgiving too, where there's like an extra layer of general stress going on that like people are uh, feeling the pinch of different things. Um, 
there's like you know the excitement of the holidays and then also the like the dread of the holidays that starts setting in where you're like all right so start to <laughs> keep a tally of everything that's about to happen and how that's going to look um and whether we're going to make it out at the other end mm-hmm. um both in terms of money and time and just like the amount of family dynamics that start to come in you know um so i uh i'm feeling like i could use this uh thanksgiving break but of course it's just gonna be like full of stuff going on so (laughs) it's not really a break at all uh yeah um so talking about like fixings at the turkey dinner what are some of the things that you guys are most looking forward to give me some ideas here for the thanksgiving dinner yeah oh oh so you just need ideas for your your dinner are you yeah. still trying to assign things yeah mm-hmm. like yeah like what are what are the sisters all bringing okay aunties so there is macaroni and cheese my grandmother's famous macaroni and cheese you know it wesley you know it. <laughs> yeah. you know a little bit about that <laughs> um my aunt melanie makes the chicken that's good um my mom makes the stuffing for the turkey you might ask yourself what do you mean make the stuffing for the turkey aren't you supposed to put the stuffing in the turkey no no it's all soggy in there we fry the turkey so we deep fry the turkey um so that's what we do um my sister laura usually brings the desserts because she's very good at baking doing all that stuff and of course mel does some baking too Mm -hmm. um and then oh i think my mom's doing the collard greens as well oh yes and then the rest is just sort of like you know you pick up the pop you pick up the you know the napkins or what you know like you bring this but that's really the main yeah. um those are those are um do you gotta ask yourself why would you need fried chicken at thanksgiving i don't know all i know is that every family gathering we have we make sure that my aunt makes her chicken because it's super good. So, um, yeah, that's what we do. So, you know, you got to get out in front of it. You know, my mom's, Wesley, my mom sent out the, the menu for Thanksgiving like a week ago. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you're a little behind the eight ball here. <laughs> so. That would have been good. Mm-hmm. I don't um, remember what we were doing a week ago, but it wasn't thinking ahead. That's for sure. Yeah. And then also one of the things that we do, like if someone has a dish that is just like generally expensive to make, like you have to help them pay for the ingredients, you know? Oh, nice. So it's not fair to my aunt that like um, she has to um, make the macaroni and cheese and pay for a ridiculous amount of cheese that it makes to make that macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and so everyone is responsible for helping her. Um, pay for the macaroni and cheese because like one big pan for my whole family um with the amount of cheeses and the types of cheeses that we use of course i couldn't tell you tell people or i'd have to or i'd have to kill people but um with the amount of cheese that we use and the types of cheeses that we use like for a big pan i think it comes out to something like ridiculous like almost like a hundred dollars right and whoa, so, whoa, whoa, what you just have too many people. That's too much food. <laughs> yeah. And so like we have to like ob- honest obviously supplement, you know, the person who needs that. So um I think that's a cool thing that we do to make sure, you know, like the holidays aren't just like overly stressful on um, you know, like one person. So yeah, I think it's I think it's going pretty good. Also, Wesley, today, something that I wanted to mention is that um, KJ had his first basketball game today. Okay. The B team. With the, with the special team or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's pretty good. Like, like I said, he definitely looks the part, you know? Um, <clears throat> but, you know, there's definitely some work to do. You know? So it's, um, it's a little bit different than Rec. And I think this is his... This is his first attempt at like travel sports. Okay. Uh, because, you know, like 
there are expectations <laughs> and um, expectations that you like know a play, know how to run a play, know where you're supposed to be on mm. the court and stuff like that. Um, and and that was a little bit, a little bit unexpected little, for him. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little, uh-huh. it was a little tough. So when you have to, when the coach has to yell, "KJ, we're on defense," <laughs> you know, like um, it can be a bit tough. But like, um, so it's good. So I did a thing, right? So after the game, I went and talked to his coach um, because I had set in on a couple of practices. And I'd be interested in what you think about this, because this is actually opposite of, um, I guess, the stuff that you normally hear about parents. So I went and I talked to the coaches and I was like, can I just talk to you guys for a second? You know, and because I've been to a couple of practices and I'm like, you know, you you all could coach him harder if you want. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like that is the opposite of most. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he, um you know, obviously doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> and, you know, like, and they're like, yeah, if he could just be in the right position, he could score 10 points a game easy. I'm like, he could, but he's not in the right position. <laughs> um, so, and I didn't say it like that verbatim, but I was like, you know, if like he responds to sort of like more sternness, you know, like, you yeah. know, KJ, right. And you know that to be true, right. Like he responds to more like direct, Oh yeah. Things, you know, and the coach was like, oh, you know, like I really want to, but I just like, sometimes it seems like he gets a little sad and I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> you know, but like, if you want him to learn this game, you're really going to have to, you know, like really like get him in position because yeah, otherwise be direct as a coach, yeah. I feel like that's, that's yeah. like the one place where that's still allowed. Oh my <laughs> Not, <laughs> but is it though? You know. Oh, uh, maybe he's feeling like, that it's not for most parents. Yeah, I guess. You're yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and so he did a couple of good things, right? Like he got some pretty good rebounds. Nice. Um, he showed some effort. Um, he made a basket, uh, which was good. That's great. Um, and you know, he showed a lot of effort, and that was really good. Um, and I think that's the most. That was the most important thing that we talked about today. But I think the other thing was that just like the coaches felt bad about like how much he didn't know. Cause what was mm. clear was that like all the other kids had either been playing basketball for a long, like for a good amount of time and sort of understood the game. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah, understood, they feel for it. Yeah. Um, like KJ did not. And so it's like really important that he sort of, sort of start to understand that, you know? Um, I don't know if there's a, right or wrong answer to this but like at what age should you have a basic understanding of like most sports games you know like by the time you're kj's age is that like an expectation or just like you're describing it like the level of play in this like you've like opted into being in a a higher level of competition like you need to understand it on a slightly higher level is that what you're saying like they all know how to play uh, together, they know how to like run plays and all that stuff. Yeah. Or he just doesn't. Okay, he doesn't. And it's not like like it, it's if if anything, it's sort of like the comparison. Like literally, he's the only one that doesn't know how to do these things, right? Yeah. Like, but it's not because you know he doesn't want to know. Like when you think about it, like he played basketball in kindergarten, right? So he yeah he, he's played the game. Does he yeah. like watch it though? Does he like watch and and follow what's happening in a NBA or college level. He doesn't really. And you know, what's interesting is like, I think most kids who less their parents make them can really opt out of watching live sports. Right. Like there's like, they have to sort of want not, yeah, they not sort of, they have to want to watch it. Right. Like, or like their parents have to be like basketball fans and they'll sit and watch it with us, Mm -hmm. but I don't really watch basketball. So, um, so he played a little bit. And then, but then also, you know, like there was the, then there was the pandemic, right? So there weren't really any sports. And then, and then now before you know it, he's in fifth grade. He missed some crucial years of socializing (laughs) and all kids did. And like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess that's another piece of it too, to the, what might've changed as, as far as coaching goes in the years since I was a coach, because yeah, you have the parents who like, want to have some kind of special pleading for their kid 
And you definitely don't want to like be a jerk and make the kids sad or anything like that. But there is like a level of expectations. Like you chose to be here, right? Like you're playing this sport because you want to play and you want to put in the time and you want to be coached and you want to get better. And so like you can just like shout at kids or you like cannot do that in a classroom. You can't do that. You can't really do that as a parent in public, at least. Um, it's like the one place you can shout at kids in public. And it's yeah. just like, okay, at least it was like, you know, five, 10 years ago when I was coaching at, at the high school level, right? They're like, they're pretty. So yeah. I don't know if I'd shout at like a little kid. I probably would. I don't know. Not like in a mean way, but like, yeah, but hey, like, get little, on defense. <laughs> go play, <laughs> go play defense, KJ. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but it's interesting because they're not, I mean, they're not little. And I, and I hate mm-hmm. to sort of be like doing this, but you know, like when I was growing up and I was in like fifth grade, you know what I mean? You but go like, there. Yeah, your head goes there. Sure. But sure. our coaches were pretty tough on us you know like um you know he's approaching that like middle school age Mm -hmm. and i remember running middle school track and it was like the middle school track program in our district was tougher than the high school track program like from experience it was a lot tougher to be a middle school track participant than to be a high school track participant um and you were really, really pushed hard um, to it's do good, the, though. You know, those things. But there were also lessons in it, too. Like, I remember, um, <clears throat> uh, like, when we were, like, you know, when the sprint coach would make us do a ridiculous amount of like, ridiculous workout one day, there was always, like, some rousing speech at the end of it, you know? And, like, you know, you did great. Your form got better. You know, like, all these things and stuff like that. Um, you know, so I think like it's not about just like just, you know, like yelling at the kids, but like yeah. giving them some perspective, you know, um, and for KJ in particular, um, he it takes like some really clear direction to get him like where he needs to be, at least for now. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they sort of feel bad for him. And I <laughs> And I like, I, I tell this to teachers and coaches all the time, like the last thing KJ needs is for you to, yeah, you know, just like give him uh, what he needs. You the know? direct like, instruction is yeah. kind of a lost art. Yeah. I mean, uh, so what do you think about that, Wesley? Should I have told the coach to <laughs> coach harder? Uh, I think you probably did a good thing in bringing it up for, because he's probably feeling awkward about like how to approach you about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just being able to level with him and be like, yeah, I, I, I can tell KJ does not really, uh, have some of these, you know, concepts just yet. And so having to, um, bring a new sort of like a new kid onto a team is never an easy thing though, too. Um, that's not something I really had to do as a coach. Cause I coached at a school setting where this is like outside. Right. And so it's like, the team is pretty much established and KJ is like joining it. Is that right? Mm, yeah. I mean, it is a, like the travel basketball. Yeah. Um, it is sort of, it's school sponsored. Okay. You know? So, um, it, it's not like he, like he goes to school with all those kids that it's yeah. not like a, what is it? Like an AAU. So team. it's, it's okay. not that. It's not, uh, it's not totally separate from school. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, that's, that's good. Cause it's like, yeah, there's the social piece of it too, where it's like, you know, not just you and the coach, but like all the kids are also noticing this. Right. And so they, I mean, you want to make sure that he's getting along with them, that they're not like singling him out in any way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think keeping the line of communication open with the coach seems like a good thing to do. And, and then, I don't know. Maybe you have KJ there for that conversation too, um, mm-hmm. before too long, where it's like, hey, like we're not trying to be mean, um, but here's like the thing you need to do when this happens. You need to go there, and we'll we'll practice that, right? Like, um, so that he just, I think it sounds like he's still in a like really positive about yeah. it though, and like, and I think the coach enjoying is it kind of well because KJ said something this morning. Um, before the game and he said like like you're supposed to make it look easy Hmm. when you're playing basketball i was like no (laughs) (laughs) no that is 
that is not right. You know, usually it's like, what do you mean? Like, just no, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I told one of the coaches that, and the coach was like, no, you're supposed to work so hard that it looks easy. Mm. I'm like, that's exactly what KJ needs to eat. You know, like, so, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's so interesting because basketball is such, it's, is this weird sport, right? Where it's part sport, part pageant. You know mm. what I mean? Um, so you got some of these kids shooting their free throws, this one kid, but this kid was like legitimately good, right? Oh yeah. Like he would, before he would shoot his free throw, he would like pass the back behind his back and oh, pass the ball behind his back. So and then cool. Shoot it. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> shoot the free throw. You know what I mean? Like and they want to wear like all their armbands and like yeah, yeah. their like tights and their Jordans and stuff like that. And so they just want to look pretty as well right like and more than just sort of like learn and play the game um and you know like so kj had all these ideas about like how he was going to spice up his uniform and i was like no 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 sir you will wear the uniform as it is intended and you will go out there and you will play basketball you know what i mean like and i'm not even a parent that mine's like celebrating right Mm -hmm. like i like when kj scores goals in soccer like I would, we would practice the celebrations. That's awesome. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> he had this one like spirit finger celebration after you score a goal. <laughs> you know, like nice. I think you should celebrate. You know, it's like yeah. um, I don't know how to act like I've been here. Obviously, I haven't been here enough. Like, can you score too many goals? Can you make too many baskets? You it's know what I mean? Pretty big deal. Well, yeah. baskets. <laughs> I don't know. You can't really celebrate baskets bat, yeah. very easily because the game keeps going. There's just a flow to the game. It's a little different, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. Um, but uh, absolutely scoring goals. Yeah, yeah. you got to celebrate that. Yeah, so, um, like, I don't, I, like, I support that, like, that celebrating in part because I think it makes the game fun. But where 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 you lose me is when they want to do all this like i don't know if I, i'm going to sound like a curmudgeon like this fancy stuff yeah you know like let me pass the ball behind my back and shoot the free throw you know what i mean or instead of just laying the ball up let me try to do like a finger roll like there's so many points that on both sides <laughs> that these kids were missing just because they didn't want to do fundamentals uh-huh. you know what i mean uh-huh. just put the ball on the backboard and it goes in point you know but they're trying to do like the finger rolls and like and like all this other stuff and well, it's, you know like the euro step i'm like you don't need the euro step the basket is right there <laughs> so well so they, it was interesting i mean they're it's like what kj said right he got like the piece of it like the final piece of being good at something is making it look easy arguably mm-hmm. that is the case but when you're when you're starting at something it takes so much work to get to that level right that you may as well he may as well have completely missed the point, right, of what was said, which it sounds like he kind of did. Yeah. And and I guess, you know, a lot of the players that they watch are doing all this stuff. So, of course, they want to do those things. Those are the things they can see. What they can't see is all the, the work and time and effort and practice that the players put in and are yeah. still putting in, right? And so it's like there's this, um, this yeah, the pageantry. I love that <laughs> term for it. it. It totally outweighs, like the skills and the fundamentals in their mind yeah and and that's by design right like nobody wants to have to like work hard at stuff (laughs) (laughs) so that's a drag and and speaking of pageants you know the world cup just started up uh soccer world cup did it i'm so out of the loop well yeah well there's also been like a pretty concerted effort i want to say um to downplay this world cup and to like critique it in a lot of circles um and they try to avoid controversy while also just sort of being like this was a little messed up how this happened because because the world cup Mm -hmm. is being held in qatar um i think Mm -hmm. it might be pronounced Qatar in in some place anyway Mm -hmm. so it's it's like a very small very rich oil producing nation in the middle east and they do not have a tradition of soccer there particularly um you know, compared to like the powerhouse countries who generally host World Cups, mm-hmm. uh, they're kind of like a weird selection. But the but the thing is, they you know have an enormous amount of money, and they represent a part of the world that is influential, but has never really had the um, the you know recognition right um, in sports. Which it, so it's a super interesting 
but very problematic thing where they like went into this place. Um, they basically like bought the rights, you know, to this tournament. Um, they had to build enormous stadiums and like, you know, uh, facilities and everything pretty much from scratch. Um, so they brought in a bunch of, uh, laborers or laborers came in, however you want to put it, um, and worked themselves in like really hard conditions, right? It's like very, very hot and it's basically a desert. Um, and there's, you know, different like reports about how many workers died in the making of this or that stadium. Like there's, (laughs) there's, um, huge protests about that. Um, even uh, to the level of like some of the players saying they like, they don't want to play, you know, they don't want to be complicit in this Mm. thing. And, and then um, of course there's like injuries and there's uh, the very sad news came out like only a few days ago that alcohol would not be served, like no beer at the stadiums. Um, Only a few days ago. That that was like the official wow. announcement. Yeah. So I don't know what the rumblings in the back door like. Can we please just like do the? And they're like, no, actually, we can't serve that here. Um, and they, you know, they have like a very conservative religious society in a lot of ways. And so there's, you know, again, conflicting things about like how free or unfree are women in this society, are gay people, mm-hmm. are trans people, and and you know, uh, it's it's. A little awkward i think to have like so much sudden attention from all over the world um on this place um but you know it's also the world cup it's like a huge event um the world's favorite pastime is uh and and so all the fans and everybody descending on qatar for this thing um i just looked at the scores it looks like only one game's been played and the host country lost to ecuador two to nothing so not not horrible yeah. Um, but they're like, you know, they're not expected to to make it out of the first round. Yeah. Um, Did the U.S. qualify for the World Cup? I honestly don't even know. Oh yeah, they're on here. Yep, they're in. They're in the group with England. That's kind of funny. So their first mm-hmm. game, it looks like, is against England, day after Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. uh, unless I'm missing something. Maybe they play a game before that. Oh yeah, they do. They play tomorrow, 11 a.m. They play Wales. They're in the same group as Wales and England. They just put all the English-speaking countries in one group. <laughs> it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so the World Cup is a—it's a cool thing. Like we don't really get into it here, but I remember visiting, you know, other countries. Like it's a huge thing. People just take off work and watch it. You know, not unlike uh, March Madness or something here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Oh, that's um, nice. So that could be a fun thing to watch with KJ. You know. Um, cause so there's a lot of things that do translate across sports, right? Just like fundamental, like, you know, things about movement and, um, yeah. paying attention to what's going on and <laughs> how, how plays unfold, uh, how play, how players get back on defense, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's and it's stuff. a smaller court. So like, like with soccer, his speed was probably a little bit more of an asset because mm. he could take more risks and mm-hmm. catch up. And get back in time. <laughs> and yeah. get back in time. And basketball, you know, it's just a pass. And then you're... You it's so I mean? quick. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be quicker than fast. Yeah. You know, um, as a coach. Huh. Uh, so you might have noticed I'm I'm now William Liss. Um, yes. He ran out of the room saying, I want a diaper because he doesn't like to poop on the potty still. Oh, no. It's, um, it's, very, <laughs> it's very tough. Same he most here. He mostly poops in his sleep. And that's how he gets around it. Like he'll oh. wake up in the morning, like super early. He'll wake up in the morning and start squirming around, and and then I'll come down and I'll be like, "Yeah, I pooped." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I could smell it halfway up the stairs." So, <laughs> so that's how we've been doing it. But now it looks like his schedule's changed into maybe a nighttime poop here. Um, so Stephanie finally got done playing Stardew Valley so that she could tackle that because my hands are a little full here, um, and I. I do want to let you know that we are expecting another kid <gasps> this time around. Uh, we think it's a boy. Oh, um, you think? And so, yeah, there's, we haven't like gone in for um, another ultrasound recently, but the genetic test is like, yeah, it's a boy. So oh, know, those, are, those are pretty you certain. Did it. Yeah, yeah, they did that yeah. test. Yeah. We did that with Jojo. So those are, yeah. those are pretty, um, 
they're, they're pretty near a hundred percent. I want to say, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So William will be a big brother. Nice. Shelly's a big sister. Oh, she loves um, being. It's it fits. I think it fits both yeah. their personalities to be the older mm-hmm. in the in the duo. Um, but yeah, trying to like prepare him, you know, for that. Um, he's a little confused. Like he thinks that babies are girls because his friend has a baby sister. Oh, um, okay. So he like wants to name the baby after her. They're like, <laughs> uh, it's a little, you know, not exactly gonna work that way. Um, but yeah, we're still trying to think about names and all that good stuff. Still a ways off, but it'll be in the spring sometime, mid-April, fall. Goes Congratulations. well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I that's told not very far away. Wes. Yeah, no, I told all my classes so they know like, you know, for the last couple months of school, they're going to have a sub. I told all the, you know, teachers obviously that they'll have to deal with whoever's subbing <laughs> pick, <laughs> pick up some slack. Um, but yeah, it'll be good. That's like um, 4 months away. So yeah, we'll have two kids. Well, Shelly and William are both like a week apart. Yeah, they are literally <laughs> literally a week apart. The same age, yeah. Yeah. And um JoJo and have you Don't know about yeah. the name, but we'll little brother. About the same thing. Yeah. So Wesley Jr. Nothing I don't think I can do a junior. Yeah. I don't know. I feel West. Like, again, I feel weird about like little starting West family traditions. So we're 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 thinking, you know, well, like w- with family names and stuff, we're thinking along those lines. Yeah. but Well, family traditions, what Wesley, while, you know, you may not like to start them, they also um, uh, can be less work. Once you get so, them going. So like, yeah, once you get them going. So, you know, you're sitting here struggling with your Thanksgiving menu when it could just be rinse and repeat every year. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. know? <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> So maybe, maybe, you know, you could just have the name of your second child already and you could just have the menu of your Thanksgiving dinner already and not have to put all this thought into it. But, you know, yeah, you are scoffing at tradition. <laughs> I, I just feel like it's, there's something about having to implement and make it a thing. You know, mm-hmm. the definition of the tradition is that like you're saying you don't have to think about it too hard it's like it's just what we do mm-hmm. um but then there is that first initial push to get it to be that way like you know and your mom still has to send out the menu right like there's still something there that's like the maintenance of the tradition mm-hmm. it's just a different kind of just a different kind of work i guess yeah yeah but i guess it's like it's almost like on a sports team just like calling your best play you know, mm-hmm. you know, someone's got to make the call, of course, but everyone's like, oh, okay, I know what we're doing. You know how that one you goes. Know? So can we take a moment to talk about like how um, Mel is ridiculously good at delivering children? <laughs> if you want to, I wasn't going to like, have the story just yet, but yeah. Oh, did you want to save it for another episode? I didn't want to save it. I just didn't know if you wanted to talk about it already. It just it happened. <laughs> it must be fresh in your mind. Man, so. <laughs> okay. So this is how um, the day, well, the kind of the day, on 11-11, the day that um, JoJo was born. He was actually born on 11-12. Um, so 11-12-22. But mm-hmm. 1-1-1-2-2-2. It's still That's a super right. cool. Yeah. <laughs> birthday yeah so um that day the day or the day before we were we were going in to get induced right because you remember mel gave birth to shelly so fast that um you know we thought it'd be a good idea to induce also he was freaking huge he was nine pounds when he came out had he been any bigger it might have been a problem right Uh uh-huh so this was just the most chill birth ever right as like the polar opposite to the <laughs> to the previous one. Good. So the day of, we decided that we were gonna like go on a little baby moon. So my mom comes over and watches, and me and Mel go and see Wakanda Forever. So we go to the movie theater, we watch Wakanda Forever, and it was also like just a really good way to pass the time watching a like two and a half hour movie. Yeah. You know that was also really good. I don't know if you 
gotten a chance to go out and see it yet. We don't go to movies, but someday I'll see it. It is is good. Yeah, I've Um, heard it's good. So it was so good. Um, So then we get back, we get everyone situated. We we pack everything up. Like everything was just so calm. It just seemed like, you know how like in those um, uh, like bank heist movies when they're preparing before the heist and it's like really quiet and it's like all those like clips going into guns and like, <laughs> people like working out their tech. You know, it kind of felt like that. It was just like really uh, simple. You know, let me pack the go bag. Let me put my cashews in here. We can get some cliff bars. You know, let's get Shelly snacks and dinners. I can hear the zippers. Yeah, yeah the and zippers the, yeah. and the seals of the <laughs> Ziploc bags. It was just like, you know, like putting everything in the car, um, you know, like dropping KJ off or saying, you know, putting Shelly to bed. Like we literally like was able to put Shelly to bed and wake her up the next morning. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so, awesome. So um, we go in there, like we explain everything. You know, we're here to be induced, yada, yada, yada. You know, they're like, this might take a while. We're like, no, it won't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, like, everyone was sort of, like, doubting it. And it was just like, no, you know, this baby, like, will probably be here in the next, you know, I was thinking he would be there before midnight, but he wasn't. Um, so, like, we were trying to tell them that, um, you know, you wanted, like, plan this epidural and they were actually really nice and there's this one dr thigpen shout out to dr thigpen like this like elderly stately like black woman who was the attending on the floor uh. was just like so so there are so there are a few doctors or there are maybe two this is the second doctor i can name where when you were talking to them you felt like you were in their living room hmm. like sitting at their fireplace you know like there was that she was one of them. The other one was last year when I had to go to the ER when my leg gave, gave out when we were getting the house ready for <laughs> for Kyrie, you know. And he and he just made me feel like so at home. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when they thought I was having a stroke, and he, and he's like, "It's gonna be okay, son. It's gonna be okay." <laughs> so, but we'll talk about reducing stress in another episode. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a tough one. Thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, and she tried to tell Mo. I sent you a text. I sent everyone a text. I don't think anyone got it. I know you probably got it though. Yeah. Um, about the frog in the boiling water. Yeah. Where Mel can <laughs> sort of like wait till things get too bad, and then it's too late, mm-hmm. right? Um, for the epidural, you mean? Yeah, for the epidural, you got to do it. So sooner. yeah, so she's like, you know, the frog in boiling water. You need to make sure. And she's like, do you know it? I was like, I, I was like, I know it. She's like, oh, well, you know it? Well, good. Um, why don't you go ahead and explain it to her? <laughs> so I was like, okay. And basically what she's saying, though, is like, get the epidural, like, maybe a little bit before you think you might need it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because chances are, you know, like, baby would be coming, you know. And all of the nurses and the doctors, and it was just like this, like, all-female crew for whatever reason it wasn't huh. necessarily yeah um we're just saying like asking mel about her pain and she, mel's not very expressive right like she's not gonna say it hurts yeah she's yeah. not gonna say that so it's just like you know i had to be her painometer, right and they kept calling her stoic like you're so stoic they're like what's your pain they're like a, she's like a seven she's like really but usually like when someone says it's a seven they're like screaming at the top of their list. yeah but you know like i'm like and they're like i'm like time for that epidural let's get that yep. bad boy in there and let's get that done and then we're just sitting there and they give her the like whatever the drug is to start the induction mm-hmm. and they're saying you know this may take a while whatever you know as soon as like they saw the contractions and here was it here was also a thing that like when you're going in to get and do, Cause this is like the first time for me with a lot of these things. Cause it was just so like fast the last time yeah. they had this like contraction tracker that they put on their stomach. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I was able to use that, that data to inform when I would ask Mel about her pain. Mm. Right. So I, the nurse, I was like, can you just walk me through this here? And cause I was like, how many contractions have you had? Mel? she's like, I don't know, maybe one. I'm like, mm. I asked, I was like, how many contractions did it say she had? Like, she's had like four. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, like, 
Mel has just like this really high pain tolerance, right? Where like a contraction for her isn't a contraction. Or it's it, every you know, fourth contraction, contraction that she actually calls she, one. Yeah, 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 contraction. So it was just like, all right, well, this isn't going to work. So she broke it down to me and I could mark it and say, it doesn't say the intensity, but it just tells you how often they're having them. Mm-hmm. So, cool. so I could just be like, Mel, you had another contraction. You had another contraction, so on and so forth. Um, to know when it was time to like break the water and like mm-hmm. do some of that stuff. So they broke break the water. It had to be like it was less than an hour. Little Joe's head was about popping out. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like there it was, two five in the morning. We got there at like eight thirty, six That's hours. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So and then, you know, Not bad at all. We wait for a little bit, we do some kangaroo care, mm-hmm. get to the room. You know, at that point, I'm up, you know, I haven't, I maybe slept for like 30 minutes, mm-hmm. but we were watching, like, we were watching serial killer documentaries <laughs> and just eating snacks, you know, and then there was a baby. <laughs> and so like, I wouldn't take this as evidence for anyone else. But what, what one thing I will say is that like the real MVP of like delivering kids with like no stress whatsoever, is like, no, <laughs> it's just like, she's a champ. Right there. Yeah. So there you go. And then, so you know his reflexes work. I'm always checking his reflexes. You just yeah. making sure that he's uh, <laughs> he's quick. Yeah. Uh, has he been a pretty chill baby so far too? He's so chill. Yeah. That's nice. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's sorry, good. Wesley. Sorry. I, you've I guess we'll find <laughs> out. Yeah. If we get, you know, <laughs> they say that the second kid is always really different from the first one. So. Mm-hmm. He's more, if he's any different, like Shelly was chill, he's more chill. Mm-hmm. So as you can see, that me and my guy is just hang good out. set up. Yeah, you just got <laughs> the blanket. Yeah. Got a nice dark room, but not too dark. Mm-hmm. Not too dark. Yeah, you know, a little, little light. And a um, little ambient sleeps, noise. Yep, he sleeps through, um, except buzzers at the gym. That that mm. guy, but Velcro <laughs> for whatever reason, Velcro. I don't get Something it. a little bit uh, sharp and sudden yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, man. Well, it's good. I'm glad everything went well for you all. It's just that that quick, just like you thought, yeah. as planned. But I guess if there's a leadership lesson in that, you know, sometimes for your partner, you've got to be their translator. If you right. know them better than some someone else, it's that you can be the bridge for the communication when someone's going through a really hard, you know, like giving yeah. that sucks. So it was good to bridge that vacation. At some point I had to tell the nurses, she was like, she's actually, in I can, <laughs> like, she's not like, I can, I know when she's in pain, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, um, like this is different. <laughs> so, so like, yeah. Right. Another, yeah. Another, another press of the button or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad she had a smooth delivery too. Like could have been, you know, sudden. Uh, so maybe having the in, inducing it, actually slowing it down, right. Yeah. was, um, you know, so she, you wanted to do it the week before. Right. And I guess she talked to you out of that. No, 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 no. It was not necessarily that. We, well, yes, I wanted to do it the week before. Just but to get like it. the, for the, the data says that like the, like for like Mel's over 35. So mm. like to carry it past like 40 weeks or, you know, can, you can like risk a lot of stuff. Complications. You know I mean? Yeah. 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 And it's just like, I don't know if it's maybe just like the, the news that I've been reading, but I've just, I, I saw a lot of like stillbirths after coronavirus. You know what I mean? Mm. Like there's this like uptick in that. Mm-hmm. And so like, I was like, I mean, like if the faster we can get them out, the better t- for me, you know, to me. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, and of course, you know, Dallas was off that. that. That's but, right. But of course, you know, maybe Joe's going to be the opposite of his sister and he's going to be compliant and listen because That's I was like, saying. look, buddy. We need to get you up out of here. We need to get home in time for the Dallas game. Let's make it happen, you know? <laughs> and he made it happen, right? His, the first thing I asked him, you know? So. <laughs> so it's well. It was all good. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'll leave you all to it. Call it a night here. All right, Wesley. It was good talking to you. We'll keep it up. Congratulations. Talk well, you do. the lead, dude. I like, didn't want to try to announce that until you all had done your whole... Delivery and 
got home safe and everything. Oh, what? I wanted to know as soon as possible, Wes. And I got to get ready for my, my second job. Yeah. The night is young. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go with me and JoJo. Where maybe we'll play some Civilization Six or something. Pass it Yeah. Some Good things. one. All right. We'll talk again after the holiday here. All right. Have some, maybe uh, on the holiday. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll have some good family time. So, till then. Alrighty. All right, good Wes. Night. Tunnel. 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 Tunn